Hello and welcome to episode, what are we on, three-ish, four-ish of Christianity and Detox. This is a podcast about theology and culture and life. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So, several years ago, I think it was around 2011-ish, my family um, started to observe the feast. Now, the first year that we celebrated this feast... I struggled to find foods that I actually liked and wanted to eat and that didn't contain yeast. My favorite restaurants were all off limits, although I managed to find one item at a regular restaurant that was edible. Otherwise, I quickly discovered that yeast was everywhere and in everything. And products that don't contain yeast almost always contain yeast extract. So during the feast, you can only eat unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. For those of us who are unfamiliar with Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, let me explain what it means and the symbolism behind it. During the feast, God instructs the Israelis to remove all yeast from their homes. They have to clean the house of yeast from top to bottom, and any products that contain yeast have to go too. Not a single crumb can remain. And what they learn is that there's a lot of yeast in their house, lots of bread and cookies and muffins and you name it. It's all there. The yeast is a representation of sin because sin is everywhere and it gets into everything all over the house and the TV and the books and the board games and the electronic devices. Sin is everywhere. So one of my nieces has a peanut allergy. She's a super sweet, beautiful girl, can't eat peanuts. She has to keep an EpiPen on her. And I was reading an NPR about this study where these researchers are conducting um, the study to try and rid people of peanut allergies. And so what they do is they give a person a little bit of peanut at a time. Don't try this at home, okay? So each family purchases peanut flour. And then the person with peanut allergy is given literally a speck of peanut on the tiniest spoon that you've ever seen. And then they stir it into something like applesauce or put it in whipped cream or melted chocolate chips. And then the dose increases every two weeks. And then the family no longer uses peanut flour. They transition to actual peanuts. After a few months, before you know it, the person who is once allergic to peanuts is eating full-blown peanuts. And that is how sin works. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So here's the good news. Many centuries after the first feast of unleavened bread and Passover, Jesus would take the unleavened bread, hold it up, and say to his followers, This is the bread of affliction our fathers ate in Egypt. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus became the yeast. He became the bread. However, it's important to note that although Jesus died for our sins, he was also without sin. He would have kept the Torah, the whole of the law. And when he died on the cross, he would have fulfilled the commandment, every commandment, including Leviticus 2.11, which says, Every grain offering you bring to the Lord must be made without yeast. For you not to burn any yeast or honey in a food offering presented to the Lord. 
His body was a sacrifice that he gave to the world. He became the yeast. He became the leaven. He became the sin so that every time we sinned, those sins would be covered by the blood that he shed. He is the bread of life. So Passover and Easter is just a few weeks away. And when it arrives, please remember that these holidays are filled with so much beautiful meaning and symbolism. But the most beautiful thing of all is that Jesus is the bread of life who takes away the sins of the world. If you are part of a local church, local in the area, and would like an extended and deeper version of this podcast, specifically this one, talk to your congregation, send me an email. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for more episodes. Have a blessed week.